Amen. I promise you, I'm going to do the best I can to just give you what I feel like God has given me. And then I want to get out of the way and, uh, <clears throat> and see what God has for us. I do want to say very quickly, it is such a high honor and a high privilege to stand in this sacred desk. And I appreciate the confidence that Pastor Grendel has in me. And uh, I don't take this lightly. I feel like the coming of the Lord is so uh, swiftly upon us. And, um, and, and I, I don't want to take uh, for granted one service. As a minister, as a preacher, I can't afford to just get up and preach a pretty sermon. And that's, I'm glad because I don't know how to preach pretty sermons. But I'm going to tell you, I, I can't afford that. And I know your, your, your pastor feels this way. But uh, we, we are a kindred spirit in the, in the fact that we feel such a great pressure like never before. And I know the bishop and, and ministry before us has felt it. But we are so close to the coming of the Lord. And, uh, and every service counts at this point. It's always counted, but the closer we get, the more it counts. And, uh, and I, I just, I don't want to waste your time. And, uh, and so I, I, I say everything that I say tonight, and I hope you know with the understanding that I don't, I don't say it just to hype you up. I didn't come to this pulpit tonight to try to just uh, give you a Sunday night feel good that you walk out of here with, but. Rather, I, I strongly, strongly feel like I heard from heaven. And uh, I was at, I'm was i in revival. We're in revival over in Thomas Crossing. And, uh, and I had already made this commitment well before starting with them. And so I was actually in preparation for a service there. And it was like God just pushed the pause button and, uh, and began to deal with me specifically for Calvary Tabernacle. And, uh, and I'm very thankful for that. I'm very, very, very thankful for that. And so I do give honor to this church and allowing me to be here. I give honor to the bishop and Sister Littlefield. I love them. I appreciate them, the heritage, the legacy that they are, uh, that they are giving and, and the path that they have walked. And I honor them so greatly. I give honor to your good pastor and pastor's wife. I love the leadership of Calvary Tabernacle. More than just family, as your pastor said, he's one of my best friends in the whole world. And in ministry, you don't get that luxury a whole lot. And, and so to be able to have a friend in him, yeah, man, what an honor. And uh, I value him and, uh, and, and just all of the, the trouble that we get ourselves into and, and all, of the, all of the good messages he'll share with me every now and then gives me something to go preach. And, uh, and so I'm very thankful for them. And I know you love your pastor. I know you love your pastor's wife. Amen. They deserve a hand clap, don't you think? <laughs> Praise God. I give honor to my wife today. I love when she gets to be with me. And uh, uh, this has been such a season of transition for us. And, and we're still working out all the kinks. And so she goes with me when she can. And, uh, and I miss her when she's not with me. And uh, I feel like I preach a little better when she's out there. And, uh, and so if I preach a good message, it's because she gave it to me. And if I preach a bad message, it's because I came up with it. Amen. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. I love, I love my wife. Amen. Praise God. Well, I don't want to take too much of your time, but let's get into the word of the Lord. I'll be reading from the book of Isaiah chapter 54. So good to see Brian in God's house tonight. I'm thankful for the work God started in your life, my friend. Amen. There's more to what you felt this morning. Amen. Amen. And so you're in the right place, the right church. And to everyone that's here, if this is your first time or if, if for whatever reason you're here and you don't have a church, make this your home church. This is the best church in town. Amen. Amen. There ought to be a few more amens than one or two. This is the best church. Amen. Now, my Bible says in Isaiah chapter 54, uh, I have a Thomas Nelson, and, uh, and, and, and it's KJV, and right above Isaiah 54, it says this little phrase, the children of the desolate. And I looked up that word desolate. It means deserted of people. 
and in a state of bleak and dismal emptiness. The Thompson chain says above Isaiah 54, the church comforted with gracious promises. Amen. And so let's look at Isaiah 54 and, uh, and see what the Lord has for Calvary Tabernacle. Praise God. Verse 1, sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing, and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent. And let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. If I could simplify it, verse 1 and 2 simply means make room. Babies are coming. Verse 3, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shalt not remember the approach of thy widowhood anymore. For thy maker is thine husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit and a wife of youth. When thou wast refused, saith thy God. This is God talking. For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. There's going to be a gathering. In a little wrath, I hid my face from thee for a moment. <laughs> but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. And I've come to this pulpit with a very specific message tonight. And I, I, I assure you, I, this is not, as an evangelist, something you re-preach everywhere. Uh, this is something I feel like that's tailor-made for this church. And for the next few moments, I want to just preach to you. Sing, Mama, sing. Would you put your Bibles down and help me pray that the Holy Ghost would talk to us? Come on, apostolics, help me pray right now. Father, we need you. Oh, whoo, hide me behind the cross, Jesus. Oh, my God, let me be a vessel of clay. That God, what you have spoken to me, that I may deliver it with authority and with boldness. And that it be received, God, and your word be mixed with faith. That your word return not void, but let it fall on good ground. Ears to hear, hearts to receive. That the anointing of the Holy Ghost would destroy every yoke of bondage. In the mighty name of Jesus. And let everybody say amen. God bless you. You can be seated. This morning we kind of fighter jet our message. But we may 747 it tonight. And just give me a second to take off. Y'all got a nap. I didn't. <laughs> I've been around a, 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 an expectant mother or two in my life. Your pastor's wife was one of them, as a matter of fact. Uh, there's, I, I'm, I'm glad to, to know that they're done. Because for the last several years, it seems like every Christmas, uh, <clears throat> they're going to have another baby. And so she's been expecting for years now, it seems. And I, I'm glad those days are done and gone. Amen. They're allowed to have that us for and no more. Amen. But, but expectant mothers, they have a glow to them. I, I, feel, I feel like I've seen enough of them now that there's, there's a radiant beauty to them. Not necessarily from just a physical standpoint, but their personality and their attitude and demeanor. It's completely different. 
They are excited. They are nervous at times. Uh, but, but more than anything, they're usually excited. They ask questions in perhaps their mind or, or out loud. What will my baby look like? What color will their eyes be? Uh, will they look like me or will they look like their daddy? And on and on the questions come. They're excited. They are expectant. They are anticipating. And out of my curiosity during my preparation, after I felt like God spoke clearly to me, I looked up a few facts about a mother's time of expectancy. And what I found was quite interesting. I'm ashamed to tell all you men, I probably know more about pregnancy than any of us should know. (laughs) Now, I'm going to tell you a few things, and you mamas are going to sit there and think, well, I knew all that already, but you have to understand, uh, this preacher's never been a mama, and uh, I probably never will be, so just bear with me today. But I, I want to share some of these facts with you, and, uh, and we're going to present them in the natural. And I don't have the time, and you probably don't have the patience for, for me to dig into all of these that I'm going to give you. Uh, but, but I believe giving them to you in the natural, you'll quickly see how the spiritual aspect is applicable in each of them. The first thing that struck me as interesting was uh, the longest pregnancy ever recorded. New women are probably going to groan. It was 375 days long. That's a long time. For a mama to have a baby. And, and sometimes it takes longer than expected to have a baby. It doesn't always go according to plan. You're going to have to read in between the lines in these tonight. I can't dig into them. Number two. The shortest pregnancy was 21 weeks and 4 days. And the baby survived. Thank God. Sometimes the babies come sooner than expected. And you've got to be ready for the baby to come at all times. You never know the day nor the hour when the baby decides it's ready to be delivered. Are you with me so far? I'm already starting to preach now. I'm not going to explain everything. You're going to have to work through this. The number uh, third thing that I found was the most amount of babies was eight babies at one time. Sweet Jesus. Sometimes it's just one baby, and other times you get more than expected. But either way, you've got to be ready when babies are being born. The fourth thing that I found that was interesting was an expecting mother's blood volume will increase 40 to 50% in her body. And the body has to produce more blood in order to sustain the body and the baby. And without the blood flowing, without the blood flowing, the body and the baby will die. The blood has got to flow better than ever if the baby is going to survive. And if the baby is going to live, the blood must increase. The fifth thing is, is that the heart grows bigger When a mother is expecting. And due to the amount of increased blood flow. The heart is forced to increase in size. And if you're going to save the baby that you're bearing. Mama. Your heart has got to get bigger. The heart has got to grow in accordance with the blood. That is flowing. And if you want the blood to flow the way the blood's supposed to flow, the heart's got to get bigger to sustain it all. I'm just being simple, but big-hearted mothers produce healthy babies. The sixth thing is, is that due to increased blood flow, stem cells can travel around the body repairing the brokenness. Expecting a child, as you well know, takes a toll on the body. It's not easy at times on the body. But thankfully, because the blood is flowing, things are being repaired. 
Mama, you don't want to have a baby when the body is damaged. It may affect the health of a baby. If there's something that's got to be repaired in the body, you better let the blood flow and you better get things fixed. You better get things right in the body because a baby's coming and it needs a healthy body to prepare it. There can't be any strife and there can't be any division among you. But the body better be healed and moving as one. If there's something in the body that needs to be healed or repaired or fixed, you better get it taken care of tonight because the Holy Ghost told me to tell you that babies are coming. Whew, my God. And the seventh thing is, is that an expectant mother will experience loosened joints. The body will produce a hormone that softens the ligaments. It increases the flexibility of the body to prepare for the birthing process. You, you can't expect to have children without having flexibility. Babies are not able to comprehend everything. Babies don't have an understanding of everything just yet. And so the body's got to be flexible in order to fit the needs and the desires and the well-being of the baby. Are you with me? The eighth thing is that an expectant mother will oftentimes have certain cravings. All the mamas ought to say amen. Sister Martinez uh, and, and Brother and Sister Martina's daughter, they just announced they're expecting their third child. And uh, I was asking her, what, what's your cravings? And I've heard the weirdest things, you know, pickles and ice cream and, and uh, mustard and, and, and peanut butter and jelly. I mean, just the stupidest thing. I don't know who would want these things. But, uh, but needless to say, the, these cravings overtake an expectant mother. And it may be in the wee hours of the morning that she wakens from sleep and says, I need Whataburger right now. Uh, and it, you just don't know, but, but mama learns to feel after the craving and the desire that springs up in her suddenly. And you may feel a need in the wee hours of the morning. Uh, and it may even be late at night, but when those cravings begin to hit you... Uh, and that hunger begins to take over the body. You better learn to feed the hunger. And you better learn to satisfy the spirit that's starting to grow and crave certain things. Because when mama starts getting the cravings, it's a good sign baby's on the way. The ninth thing is researchers discovered that you can hear babies crying in the womb. Uh, listen closely tonight, mama. Do you hear that? Uh, I don't know how you feel, but I hear the sound uh, of a baby crying. Uh, and to some, it may seem unimportant. Uh, to some, it may even seem irrelevant. But to a mother who wants to have a child, uh, she's, she's craning, she's, she's tuning in, she, she's listening uh, if she can hear the sound uh, of something she's desiring to bring life to. Uh, and when she hears the baby crying, uh, she's filled with joy uh, and she's filled with excitement. I, I can hear my little baby. I can hear the cries of the unborn. I don't see them yet. But oh, I can hear the cry of my baby. The tenth thing is babies can taste certain things while in the womb. That's why it matters what is getting fed into the body. Because what's being fed in the body, it affects the baby. And you can eat what you want when you're not expecting. But once you're expecting, you've got to be careful what you eat. Certain things in the digestive system of the body, it can be harmful to the baby. If you want a healthy baby, make sure the body's taking in the right kind of 
things that'll strengthen the body and nourish the body. There's some things that you can take into your system that's harmful and detrimental to the baby. And so be careful what you eat and be careful what you look at and be careful what you listen to and be careful what you say because there's something on the inside of mama that's growing and that's coming and you gotta make sure you're healthy and the last and final thing the 11th thing is where we'll focus a little bit for the next few moments tonight and this is really a twofold message I, I'm going to preach a little bit to you and then I'm going to preach a little bit to some babies tonight because the 11th thing that I discovered that was so uh, overwhelming to me is that babies can hear voices from inside the womb. About 18 weeks in or so, they say they can hear a noise. And at about 25 or 26 weeks, uh, it'll begin to respond to a noise, to a voice. Uh, you've seen it, I've seen it more than once, the father, the siblings, the grandparents kneeling before the protruding stomach of a sweet mama, gently patting her, cooing and awing at her tummy. Uh, you've heard it, seen it, maybe you've even done it yourself, uh, that you start talking to the child uh, that's in that womb. Uh, I remember when my mother was pregnant with my sister, my dad would come home from work uh, and he would kneel down on one knee and get close to my mama's stomach and he would start telling my sister things. Uh, he would tell her about the family. Uh, he would tell her about the mama that she was going to be born to. Uh, he would even talk about himself. Uh, and so, so with all of this in mind, uh, I've come this evening to preach uh, to an atmosphere uh, of revival. Uh, I'm preaching to a spirit uh, of harvest. Uh, and for a few moments, Brother Lance, would you help me? Uh, I want you to, to, to do what we talked about and just, just, just do it up here next to me. But, but there are some times uh, that as a preacher, we're preaching to individuals uh, and we're preaching to people on the chairs uh, and pre -pre preaching to people in the pew. Uh, but then there are other times that we're combating in the Holy Ghost uh, against spirits of darkness and we're fighting against spiritual wickedness and so if we're going to fight against the spirit realm then we might as well be able to preach some faith into the spirit realm as well bring me a couple of more I don't know how many we're going to have but my faith is we're going to have a few babies and so so the Holy Ghost spoke into my spirit that I, I, I need to come and I'm going to preach to you in just a second but I, I want to preach to the spirit of revival. I, I want to mix some faith with the word because we don't always walk by sight. Sometimes we got to walk by faith. And so I've come tonight to preach to some babies that I can't see with my physical eye, but I can hear their cry. And I came to tell you that Calvary Tabernacle is an expectant church tonight. I came to preach to mama tonight. I don't know when the baby's going to be born. It may be 375 days. It may be 21 weeks and four days. It could be next service or tonight. I don't know if it's eight. I don't know if it's 80. I don't know, but I can tell you, enlarge the place of your tent and stretch the curtains of this habitation and lengthen the cords and strengthen the stakes. There are babies in the womb of this church. My God, help me today. And so it is to the spirit 
of these babies. Thank you, Brother Lance. Thank you. Thank you. That, that, that's good enough for now. Uh, it is to the spirit uh, of these babies in the womb uh, of whom I wish to address uh, for just a moment. Uh, babies, I, I know y'all think I'm going to be crazy, but that's all right. Uh, I, I feel like being radical in the Holy Ghost. Uh, I, I want to introduce these. I know you can't see them tonight, uh, but oh, I can hear some crying. Uh, I, I, I know they look like empty pews and empty chairs uh, but no 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 I hear some crying uh, in the womb of Calvary Tabernacle uh, I want to introduce these babies uh, to their daddy uh, I want to tell them that your father uh, is great uh, and greatly to be praised uh, he's different uh, than all of the other daddies uh, simply put there's none else beside him uh, and there's none like him I, I, I know y'all can amen me if you want to uh, I'm preach to some babies for a moment he's the father of all and it's by him that all things were created your father is rich he owns the cattle on a thousand hills he uses the earth as his footstool and he holds the world in his hand like a tiny marble he's rich in mercy he's rich in grace he's rich in goodness he's rich in everlasting kindness he's rich rich in compassion. He's rich in love. I'm just preaching to some babies. Your daddy's a big old man. Let me tell you, your daddy's bigger than every fear you're ever going to have. Your daddy's bigger than every problem you're going to face. Your daddy's bigger than every situation that you're going to encounter. Your daddy's bigger than every adversary that wars against your soul. Your daddy's bigger than every affliction that your body may suffer. Your daddy is bigger than every hurt that this world will bring you. Every pain, every suffering, he's bigger than it all. The world is going to depress you. The world is going to come against you, little baby. Woo, but your daddy's overcome this world. And your daddy will give you a peace that passes all understanding. Your daddy's got quite the reputation. Stories have been told that he turned water to wine and that he made the to walk and the dumb to talk. Blinded eyes were opened and deaf ears were unstopped. When your daddy walked on the scene, he raised the dead. He did miracles after miracles. The Bible actually tells us, little baby, that all the miracles that he did, all the books in the world can contain them. That's who your daddy is. That's who your father is. Your daddy's a selfless man. He gives new mercies to his children uh, each and every morning. Uh, he loves unconditionally. Uh, he was wounded for your transgression. Uh, he was bruised for your iniquities. Uh, the chastisement of his peace was upon him uh, and by the stripes on your daddy's back uh, you're going to be healed uh, of every disease uh, and every affliction. Is this all right? Uh, I'm just preaching to a spirit of revival up here. He gave his life for the sins of the whole world. He'll supply your every need. Hear me today, to the failure, he forgives. And to the stumbler, he steadies. And to the weak, he is strong. And to the lost, he is the way. And to the fearful, he'll be your courage. And to the hopeless, he'll be your hope. And to the hurting, he'll be your healing. Healer to the broken, he restores to the blind, he leads to the hungry, he feeds your daddy is the king of the world. Hallelujah. Your father's got many, 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 many names. Some call him wonderful. Some call him counselor. Some call him the mighty God and the everlasting father and the prince of peace. I've heard them call your daddy that he was Jehovah and he was Adonai and Elohim and Yahweh and he was El Shaddai and Emmanuel. But little babies, you can just call him Jesus. 
Oh, I wish I had a witness today. I've heard some describe him as the first and the last and the alpha and omega and the beginning and the end and the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm here to tell you, little baby, that's in the womb of Calvary Tabernacle that your daddy is the upholder of life. He's the rose of Sharon. He's the lily of the valley. He's the fount of living water. He's the refuge. He is the I am that I am. Hear me, little baby. He's the rock of all ages. He's a present help in time of trouble. A hiding place. A heart changer. A mind fixer. A restorer of broken pieces. Your daddy is the sustainer of your soul. The forgiver of sins. The savior of life. And your daddy is faithful. Oh, that preacher's crazy. He's preaching to a bunch of empty chairs. No, I'm preaching to the womb of Calvary Tabernacle tonight. Woo! You ought to give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Let me introduce you to your mama. Your mama knows how to pray. She prays often. Your mama is special. She's the friendliest mama in all of Alto, Texas. Your mama's faithful. Your mama's faithful. She knows what it means to be loyal. Your mama's a giver. Giver of her time. Giver of her resources. Giver of her talents and her finances. Your mama loves you already and she hadn't even seen you. Your mama's built on love. There's no place like her. She's a beacon of hope in a hopeless generation. That's who you're going to be born to. Your your mama's a bright light amidst a darkened world. And she's the symbol of salvation for lost and dying souls. Your mama is a refuge from the storms of life. She's a hospital for the hurting and the wounded and the afflicted in Alto, Texas. I'm telling you, little baby, your mama's unlike any other mama in the world. She's a place of rest for the weary. She's going to be an encouragement for you when you get discouraged. She's a shelter from the onslaught of life. She's centered around the principles of the Word of God. She's filled with the beauty of holiness. Her ways are right that she walks therein. Her thoughts and motives are pure in the sight of the Lord. She's built upon the revelation of who Jesus is. And because of that, the gates of hell are never going to prevail against your mama. I'm here to tell you, little baby, that your mama's strong in beliefs. She's founded in a truth that will make you free. She believes believes in the faithfulness to the house of God, the man of God, the spirit of God, and the word of God. She believes in the power of prayer to one God. She believes in hero Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. Your mama believes that there's one Lord and one faith and one baptism. Little baby, let me tell you, your mama, she believes in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and that word was made flesh and dwelt among that's what your mama believes I'm preaching to some babies tonight that your mama believes you gotta repent of your sins you gotta be baptized in Jesus name and you gotta be filled with the Holy Ghost she believes in unadulterated unintimidated true biblical worship and praise to the most high God your mama believes in living a lifestyle uh, that's holy uh, and separated uh, and pleasing to the Lord Uh, I know I can't see you uh, but I know you can hear me uh, somewhere in the spirit world uh, and I've come to preach to you little baby uh, that your daddy's name is Jesus uh, and your mama's name is Calvary Tabernacle uh, and you're going to be born uh, to the greatest in all the world 
Are you feeling the expectancy in the air tonight? I know this is different. And I'm sure nobody's ever come up here and preached to some empty chairs. And I, I don't apologize for it because I'm obeying God. But I'm trying to build some faith in some hearts and into some spirits tonight that you've been praying and you've been working and you've been handing out church cards and you started teaching home Bible studies and you're wondering when's it going to happen God dealt with me in a sanctuary in Thomas Cross in Texas and said you tell my people that I'm getting ready to birth some children in the midst of them and there's going to be a revival that's unprecedented in this last day and hour I'm not preaching to hype anybody up I'm preaching under the authority of the Holy Ghost God is getting ready to pour his spirit out upon all flesh in Alto Texas oh we've heard this kind of preaching before no you haven't because the Holy Ghost sent me to tell you that God is getting ready to work. We, we cannot talk about barrenness today. And that's what we're talking about a little bit. We, we can't do it without mentioning Hannah. You can be seated if you want to. You don't have to. And Hannah had some traits that I believe we could adapt into the spirit and the heart of Calvary Tabernacle. Uh, Hannah had a sorrowful spirit. She wept. She grieved. Uh, she did not even eat. Rather she prayed for a child. Uh, I wonder what would happen uh, if we took prayer. And, and I know you pray. And I know you fast. But what, what would happen if we took it to one more level around here? I wonder what kind of babies would be born. Uh, the Bible tells us that Hannah's adversary provoked her and he caused her to fret. That word fret means she worried and she stressed and she panicked. And I'm going to tell you what, the adversary will provoke you and he'll bring doubt and unbelief into your mind that you'll start worrying and fretting. And the adversary will tell you, you you've heard that kind of preaching. You've heard about this before. If it was going to happen, it would have already happened. I'm telling you what I came to do under the Holy Ghost. I came to preach hell out of your mind and preach hell out of your spirit and preach hell off of your shoulder he don't belong there anyways he belongs under your feet and if he put you under your feet he wouldn't be able to stand on your shoulder and whisper into your ear and so I've come to bind the strong man that says the days of revival are over for this church that was only back in 1970 that was only when Bishop Littlefield had the church no there's a revival that's going to happen at this church under this man and God is going to make it happen more everybody shout more I had no idea that that was your theme till I walked in here tonight and saw it on this screen behind me more and little did I know that the key word in this verse says more are the children of the desolate. I know you're fighting that desolate feeling. Well, all the other churches seem to be doing pretty well. What about us? No. More are the children of the desolate. Oh, I've come to preach to you today that there's not, I don't believe there's just going to be one. I don't believe there's just going to be two. But I believe with all of my spirit in faith that we're going to have to start a building program because more, more, more are the children of the desolate. Can I take my liberty? Let me just say this while I'm at it. You can be seated for a moment. But God, I'm just telling you what I dealt with in prayer. I have not talked to this. Matter of fact, I've purposely tried to leave him alone for the past couple of weeks since I got this. 
because I don't want to hear about nothing. I don't want to know nothing that's been going on. Not that he tells me anyways. But I didn't even want to talk to him. Because I was scared I was going to slip up and tell him what God gave me. But I'm going to tell you what the Holy Ghost spoke to me. God has given your pastor and your pastor's wife a vision for this church and for this community. And the Bible says that where there is no vision, the people perish. And so this precious couple has a God-given vision. And so you might as well link up with them and get on board with them and support them and back them up and get with the program let me tell you why because Joshua and Caleb had a vision for the promised land they said we can take it and we can conquer but nobody else got on board with the vision and guess what they didn't see the end result of what God had in store don't you think for one second that you're going to stop what God's going to do around here because God takes care of his own and God will make a way where there seems to be no way you can either get on board and watch God bring it to pass or you can doubt it and fight it and never see the promise but if I were you I would get an attitude that says preach to me pastor Teach to me, Pastor. Uh, whatever you want, uh, we're with. There ought to be more than four or five standing right now. Uh, whatever you wish, uh, we're with you. Don't you fight this couple. Don't you go against them, but agree with them. Unify with them and watch God do a great and mighty work at Calvary Tabernacle. Clap your hands all over this house. You're going to have to silence the voice of the adversary and lift your voice to heaven and make your petition known to God. God, give me children. God, give me children. It's what it's going to take. You hear me today. There's another woman, and I'm trying to hurry to a close. I'm almost done. Another woman who could not bear children was Rachel. She finally got so serious about it. She said, give me children or I'm going to die. I wonder what kind of church would this church become if we got to give me children or I'm just going to die kind of mentality. Well, that sounds crazy. No, that's called desperation. That's called hunger. And can I tell you that revival is birthed in a prayer room of desperation somewhere. And when we really want it bad enough, food won't taste the same. And when we really want it bad enough, an extra prayer meeting on Tuesday night called by pastor won't hurt your feelings. And when we want it really bad enough, give us children or I'm going to die. We'll start fasting and praying and we'll submit this flesh to the will of God and we'll get a hold of the throne room of heaven and say, give me children. I'm trying to hurry. God made a promise in Exodus chapter 23 and verse 25 and 26. The Bible says you shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless thy bread, hallelujah, and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. There's a reason to rejoice today. There's a reason to celebrate today. If we as the body, if we as the mother, will serve the Lord with all of our heart, mind, and soul. God promised blessings beyond measure your bread is going to be blessed your water is going to be blessed he's going to take the sickness away in the midst of you while all the other churches are struggling Calvary Tabernacle is going to be blessed in a land of famine in a land of unfruitfulness God said I'm going to bless you I'm going to If that doesn't put a shout in your step, then you need to listen to this. Psalms 113 and 9. Can we put that up there? Is that possible? If not, it's okay. Psalms 113 and 9. We're, sing, we're preaching tonight. Sing 
Mama sing. You have a reason to sing and shout and dance tonight. He maketh the barren woman to keep house. And to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. I want you to look at these empty chairs. And get a good look. Because right now we're just a barren woman keeping house. But soon and very soon. We're getting ready to be a joyful mother of children. Don't get used to empty chairs for very long at Calvary Tabernacle. Because God's getting ready to fill these chairs. Praise ye the Lord. Sing, mama, sing. The barren days are over. And there is a season of harvest for Calvary Tabernacle. You ought to praise him right now. You ought to rejoice right now. Woo! I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We don't need any music for a moment, but I'm done preaching. If I can make it as simple as I can make it simple, this is it in a nutshell. This is the crux of the message. The Holy Ghost, and I don't say this lightly, but the Holy Ghost, my God, sent me to this pulpit tonight to do one thing, and that is do a spiritual ultrasound. And I'm happy to report. I hear some heartbeats. I see some movement in the womb. And there's a kick right now. There's a little hand that's reaching. The Holy Ghost told me to tell you. You're an expecting mother as of this night. And going forward, prepare your house because you're getting ready to be a mother of children and you ought to praise him for what he's getting ready to don't you wait until it's already done do it right now in advance of the harvest Days of revival are not over. They're not days of bygone. They're happening now. I'm going to do what I feel in the Holy Ghost. And I'm submitted to Pastor Grendel tonight as an evangelist. I'm not family right now. I'm just an evangelist. But I want Pastor and Sister Grendel to come and stand right here. I just feel like this in the Holy Ghost. I want you to come. Baby, take care of the kids with them. Pastor and Sister Grant, I want you to come and I want you to face the pulpit. I'm just going to obey the Holy Ghost. If you are part of this church, and, and I'm, don't, don't, don't you come up here if you don't mean business. I'm not trying to be rude. I promise you I'm a friendly fella. But don't you dare come up here if you don't plan on helping this couple have the revival that God wants this church to have. But if you're serious and you accept this word in faith that God is getting ready to pour out His Spirit, I want you ladies to gather around Sister Grendel and you men to gather around your pastor. Only if you're serious. Nobody's going to shame you if you sit there. But if you mean business, I want you to gather around your leadership right now. We're getting ready to pray. And we're getting ready to take some authority in this house. I'm not going to lay hands on them. You're going to pray with them. And you're going to believe because the Bible says where two or three agree. That that's where God's going to dwell. He's going to be in the midst. We're going to take authority over every doubt that's going to fight them. We're going to take authority over every spirit that's going to wrestle against them. We're going to take authority over every devil in hell that says we can't have revival. And we're going to plead the blood together. 
and we're going to let the Spirit of God hit this house. I don't want you to pray like you normally do. I want you to pray with the fervency right now. Come on, lift your voices. In the name of Jesus, my God, we take authority over every spirit of darkness. We take authority over every unbelief that's going to war against the minds of the leadership of this church. God, we take authority over every spirit of confusion, over every uncertainty, over every anxiety. God, let perfect peace take control. Walk with them. Let your will be done. Confirm your word. Come on, church. I want you to pray right now. Lift your voice. Come on, this is revival. This is harvest. This is what it's all about. Praise God. We're not done. We're not done. We're almost there. We're almost there. How many of you can say, I feel the expectancy? I want us to do one. We, this whole night's been crazy. Can we do one more crazy thing? I'm just going to obey the Holy Ghost. I want us to split, split up and spread out. And I see a bunch of empty chairs behind you. And I want you to go lay your hands on a chair or two. And I want you to envision with your eyes of faith. You can't see it in the natural. But I, I, I want you to put your hand. And I want you to think of the soul. Or the backslidden child. Or whoever it is that God's going to bring harvest to this church. I want you to spread out. And once you see them... I, I want you to see them coming in and being filled with the Holy Ghost. And when you see it in the Holy Ghost, I want mama to sing like she's never sang before. Come on. Right now, I want you to find a chair. In the name of Jesus, I see them coming home. Come on. I see Sydney coming home. Come on, that's it. Uh, uh, this ain't crazy. Uh, this is faith. Uh, in the name of Jesus, I see my backslidden baby walking in the door of Calvary Tabernacle. And I see him being filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, look through eyes of faith right now. Get past the devil. Get past those other things. And look at what God's doing. Come on, mama. Sing. Sing, mama. Sing, mama. Sing. Come on, do you see it? Come on, are they repenting? Do you see them going down in the water? Do you see them being filled with the Holy Ghost? Do you see restoration taking over? Come on, that's it. In the name of Jesus, babies being born. Babies being born. He Come on, if you see it, you ought to start rejoicing. Come on, if you see it in faith, uh, there ought to be a shout. Uh, there ought to be a praise lifted to the King of Kings uh, for what He's getting ready to do uh, in the name of Jesus. Jesus.